Hello, my name is Juan and welcome to Birthing Babes. Today we'll be talking to Indigo from Black Braille Atelier. I probably said that wrong and I'm sorry Indigo, but if you listen on you'll hear more of me trying not to butcher her brand name, how she naturally gave birth to her daughter Gypsy, how she juggled work and family in as well as random fun times all around. Okay. Um, and what you do. Okay. I'm Indigo mm-hmm. and I have a jewellery business called Black Braille Atelier and I do that full time and then I have my daughter as well who I have full time mm-hmm. too. You know, I can never pronounce your brand. I know. I can't pronounce my brand. <laughs> <laughs> I was like having a talk with myself on the way here about answering questions and I, yeah, could barely get my brand name out. So, Black Braille. Black Braille Atelier. Atelier. It's actually a, a French name for studio. So, I'm probably not even pronouncing it properly. What's the word for studio? Like the whole. Atelier. Atelier. Because yeah. I've seen Atelier quite a few times in yeah. in brands. Mm-hmm. So, I thought it's. And it's usually jewelers? Jewelers. <laughs> That's another word that's hard for me to pronounce. Yeah. Jewelers. Jewel, jewelers. Yeah. I pronounce things differently as well because I'm from Adelaide, so we have a weird accent you to start with. You do say plants. I like my plants, yeah. And you do say dance. Yeah, I like to go dancing. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad's name's Grant, but everyone pronounces it Grant here. Yeah. And dad's like, huh? And I'm like, no, no, it's not Grant, it's Grant. And people are like, yeah, hi Grant. <laughs> I call him Grant, and Grant. then I'm like Grant, and then I call him Grant Grant, Grant, Grant. because I then I then correct myself. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's your dad's awesome. I I really like him. He, he's pretty awesome. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, he made me. So seriously, oh, no. <laughs> um. Tell me more about your business, please. So I started my business three and a half years ago, mm. but. I um I was thinking about it today actually and I never thought I was starting a business when I started it. I just started I had studied silversmithing for two years mm. and I decided to do a market, just a small market on the side to see what would happen and it kinda went from there and has turned into my sole income and what I do all the time. So um I make silver and gold jewellery mm-hmm. with gems and pearls and I make the earrings that you know as well the disc earrings everybody (laughs) (laughs) Um, and yeah I had a studio in Brunswick until recently and I just moved my studio home so I can work more trying to find that balance of working Mm. and looking after a child and doing Mm. all of that sort of stuff so now I'm my studio is at home which is a good and bad thing yeah because I go from it's it's hard to get motivated when you're not in a designated workspace. Like yeah. I'm in I'm in a studio out the back, so it's just for work. But it's it's so easy to come inside and make a cup of tea and sit down and play with my cats mm-hmm. and yeah, and just stay there for the rest of the arbor. I know, especially if I get watching like Modern Family or Friends or something. Yeah, <laughs> five episodes later, I'm like, oh god, I gotta do work. <laughs> gotta go. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I'll do one more episode. Yeah. Definitely. Um, 
Was your first market at Rose Street Market? It was at Rose Street, yeah. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm. So Rose Street was really good for me starting my business. Mm. I um, I just gave it a go after doing a small business management course. And it was kind of – I had a friend doing that market as well. And he was doing quite well there. He does leather goods. And so I thought I'd give it a go. And, yeah, I had a really good response right from the start. And so I thought I'd keep doing it. Mm. And then it turned into – being there full time yeah. um, every Saturday and Sunday for I think two or two and a half years mm-hmm. and then I really I think you can only work so many weekends especially when you have a family yeah you start missing out on things so you want to have your weekends back and yeah yeah it's nice so I left there probably a year ago now mm-hmm. so what happened is I was full time and I started taking quite a few weekends off so then I started being there maybe once every month and um yeah and it kind of went down and down until I ended up completely quitting yeah yeah what were you doing before black braille atelier (laughs) I'm actually thinking about (laughs) dropping the atelier but I haven't made that decision yet so um there's a reason I added that in as well which we'll talk about later but I um before I did that I was working so I was a florist for quite a few Mm. years and I used to do weddings and um events and just worked at a I worked at a few different places a few different florist places and I used to set up weddings and also worked at a gym as a receptionist oh yeah which was quite funny because you know I eat terribly and I'm not the most gym type person ever. So it was quite a bit of a joke and everyone used to laugh that I worked at a gym. Yeah. I didn't go to the gym and I'd sit there at the front desk eating chocolate with all these people (laughs) trying to look after themselves coming in to work out. And I was like, hey. Hey, going. This could be you. Yeah, but it's not. (laughs) Um, So... When you were pregnant, mm-hmm. you were you weren't doing jewelry then. No, when I was pregnant, I was living, <laughs> I was living in Thailand mm-hmm. on a beach in a reggae bar, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was sleeping on a grass mat with nothing, mm-hmm. just on planks of wood above a bar. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, it was really fun, yeah. <laughs> and then you moved um, to Australia to give to give birth. I yeah, I did. So I lived in Thailand for a year or mm-hmm. a year and a half, I think, when I got pregnant. And it was a bit of a it's not a shock to get pregnant because you can only get pregnant one way. So it's like Wait, what? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so it's like. Did you hold hands? We hold hands for a while, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I thought, you know, I, I heard that it's by holding hands. I thought mm-hmm. it was by kissing. Yeah. So I wasn't sure. Oh, now when I... <laughs> 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 I'm no longer with the gypsy's dad. <laughs> the thought of that is... <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it was a little bit of a shock, but not such a shock, but... Yeah, I moved back to Australia for when I was about four or five months pregnant, I think. And I stayed until Gypsy was two months old, Mm. had her in Australia. And then I went back to Thailand and I lived for another two years after that with her there. 
Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I didn't realise you were there for a while after Gypsy was born. Yeah, so for two years. And then after that, we moved back to Australia mm. and lived in a little cottage up in the Adelaide Hills. Yeah. Um, bordered on the National Park. So it was, yeah. I'm, I love nature and love living out in nature. So that was really lovely. And then moved to Melbourne to study silversmithing when she um, was three, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and how was juggling that? How was studying? Were you doing it full-time? Studying full-time. Full-time for at NMIT, which is where I studied, was I think it was three full days a week, so mm-hmm. nine to five, three days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually juggled all that quite well. So mm-hmm. moving to Melbourne, I have got no family here and I didn't know anyone. Yeah. I've got no friends with kids. So Well, now I do, but mm-hmm. um, at the time I didn't know anyone. So... But looking back on it, it was still quite easy. Like I managed to look after myself. I would get up in the morning, go to the gym at 6am, get ready for the day, take Gypsy to daycare, and then I'd go study, pick her up, go do that. Um, After dealing with all the stress and everything that comes with running a business and being a parent, looking back, that was such an easy time studying and um, when she was little. So, yeah, I juggled that quite well, I think. Yeah, that's good. And you, were you working at the time too? Um, no, no. I was getting, yeah, I don't even know what it's called for studying. Uh, yeah. Whatever you get. Some, something, something, something studying. Yeah. Actually, no, I was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, government. <laughs> All right. Now, tell me about the big entrance of Gypsy. Um, oh, my God. It's the most traumatic thing I've ever gone through. <laughs> Just tell me, uh, just, you know, as much or as little as you want. Yeah. But I, I do like the details. Yeah. I'm, I think I've blocked, because Gypsy's 10 now, so it happened quite a long time ago, and I think I've blocked a lot out. Mm. I don't, it's all, for the amount of time I went through all of that, I can remember s- just such a short amount of time. So um, my, I had originally wanted to have a home birth, but my mum had massive complications when she had me and she had to have a uh, blood transfusion and mm. they also had to – I had the cord around my neck so they had a certain amount of time they had to, to quickly get, get me out. Yeah. Um, so she nearly died. I nearly died. So it was always a bit of a concern for me because quite often there's a pattern. So if your your mum's had a hard birth, there's a likelihood that you will also have a hard birth. So oh, okay. um, from what they said anyway. Mm. So it was a bit of a concern. So in the end I ended up – um, instead of having her at the hospital and I found like a meet, um, a good thing in the middle, instead of having her at home with no support if something went wrong and instead of being in a hospital, which I didn't want to do, mm. I ended up having her at, it's called a birthing centre. So mm. it's actually attached to the hospital, but it's not in the hospital. Um, and it's really lovely. You get a beautiful big room with like a queen size bed. There's a, um, like I would say a spa or something. Like Some a bath. birthing yeah, bath. Yeah. So if you want to have a water birth, um, you get your own kitchen. You get to stay there the whole night or two nights, mm. maybe. So it was really nice. Um, and I remember, I remember shopping with my friend during the day. And I was, I mean, I put on so much weight when I was pregnant. I was like waddling, literally waddling down the street. <laughs> I didn't really want to go out for the last like month or so because it was pretty bad. Um, and I remember my friend dragged me to the shops to do some shopping. I was two weeks over my due date oh, as wow. well. And so it came down to 
So this was maybe the 19th. Um, my one of my best friend's birthday is the 20th and my mum's mm. birthday is the 21st. Mm. So they were kind of joking as to who whose birthday she would be born on. Yeah. Um, because if I had her naturally on the 20th, that was fine. But otherwise I was going to have to be induced on the 21st because that oh, was as far as they'll let yeah. you go over. And she didn't want to come out. Um, but yeah, we went shopping at the supermarket and I started to feel a bit of pain, but didn't tell anyone because I was... Like, that's yeah, didn't mm. even think about it. Mm. And then throughout the day, it got worse and worse. Mm. And I still just stayed home. I stayed home as long as I could, which was until I can't remember, maybe three in the morning or something. Mm. Until I couldn't, I couldn't sit down, I couldn't stand up, I mm. couldn't, it hurt to move, it hurt to do anything. So my mum drove me in there um, and I went straight into the birthing suite and. I think in the end they had to break my waters because it didn't break um, mm. by itself, which was the most, the worst thing to get done because the pain goes from bearable, like a maybe five to straight up to a 10. Yeah. I was in so much pain after that. And then, um, yeah, the rest is kind of a bit of a blur until I started to try and push her out Mm. which I tried to have a water birth and she just wouldn't come out just Mm. refusing um and then I ended up having to get out and out of the bath and she came out as I was getting onto the ground so yeah she didn't want to be born in the water she wanted to be born out of the water and she came out um and then I was so out of it because the pain was so bad because they don't, in the birthing centre, you're not allowed to have any, there's no epidurals, there's no drugs of any sort. So it's a, you have to have a natural birth, which yeah. is what I wanted and what I'd planned for mm. until I went into labour. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> please give me some drugs, but they couldn't. So, um, yeah, I think I was so out of it with the pain and everything that Gypsy's, <laughs> Gypsy's dad lent over me to... Um, not pat her, whatever you do, like touch her head. <laughs> and I tried to bite his arm. I was like, really? On his arm. <laughs> My mom was in there with a video recorder, so she's got it all on video. I've seen it once, and I was like, I'd never want to see that again. <laughs> but all I remember is seeing me trying to like gnaw on his arm mm. as he put it in front of me, and then. My plan was also to have a lotus birth, which is keeping the placenta attached for up until it comes off naturally oh wow yeah so you've never heard of that oh so you salt it you put it in a box for most people people are just like yuck that is revolting Mm. but it's um it's meant to be a traumatic experience for a child to get its lifeline cut off which is the um the cord Mm. so you notice a lot of the time when people cut the cord the baby starts to scream so my idea was you can leave it off until it naturally drops off and you salt it and put, I don't know, flowers and stuff on it to keep it nice. But as soon as I had her, after going through what I went through, I was just like, cut yeah, it off again. <laughs> I don't need to see this anymore. I know. So, um, yeah, I think you can kind of have a birth plan. I think it's good to have someone. I didn't have someone there to make sure I stuck to that or to help with anything because I think when you're in so much pain when you've gone through such a huge thing you're not thinking like you would have when you planned a birth Mm. plan so um 
I didn't end up doing that. And then I had a third degree tear. So mm. after not having drugs and going through all that pain, I had to get rushed in for emergency surgery and had to get a spinal block and everything anyway. Shit. Yeah. So fun times. My God. I couldn't ride a bike for six months after. Couldn't do a lot of things. That's crazy. It is. Yeah. Um, we did delayed cord clamping. Mm-hmm. I think it's really hard. I didn't have a birth plan. Yeah. And they did tell you that in the hospital, you know, when you do birthing classes, birth plans are not everyone gets get to use that yeah and that's what they told us and you know it's exactly what you said once you're in the moment you're not thinking as you would when you're um uh i guess normal and not under i guess influence Uh, of pain yeah i wasn't allowed to sign anything because um i'm the midwife said that i'm not thinking correctly and i'm like Mm -hmm. but i'm i know what you're saying there I'm, i'm okay yeah but yeah, legally. See, I was not. <laughs> I could have had a. I could have had a hundred people in the room, and I wouldn't have known at all. I would have. I was so off the planet with yeah. the pain and in just with what I was going through that I wouldn't have known. Anything. So they can't even give you gas. Um, I think they had gas there, and they had maybe a tiny bit at the start, and then they turned it off, and they wouldn't let me have any more. I don't know why. Before but... you push. Yes, mm. I think it because it. I'm not sure. Maybe it relaxes you too much. And it was getting to the point where it, she was in that spot for such right. a long time that she, she had to get to out. Come out. Um, but the midwives actually got in a lot of trouble after from the surgeon that I had to go see because she shouldn't have, they apparently shouldn't have let me get to the point that I got to. So I should have mm. really been rushed in for emergency cesarean. I shouldn't yeah. have gone through what I went through. Um, because Gypsy was nine pound three. Yeah. And they had said to me when when I went through all my scans, yeah, she looks like she's gonna be average weight, which is what, seven, seven point five mm. pounds, and she was nine point three. So mm. yeah, they got in a lot of trouble after that. And um I guess that scared, scarred me for life. Yeah, I don't you can imagine. Yeah. Which has put me off of having another one for that reason exactly. Yeah, that's it's. I don't think it's fun times. No, no. I think some people have easy births. I've had friends that have. I have one friend that had given birth on in the car on the way to the um mm. on the way to the hospital, without much pain, without much anything. She just was ready to come out. So, mm. um, was that her first kid? Her second, mm. but I think her first was quite a similar experience. Yeah. So some people just. I don't know, don't go through such a hard time. Some people go through a really hard time. Yeah. Um, I had a hard birth, but I had an easy pregnancy. Right. So I didn't have any, I didn't even know of any of the things that can happen, mm. like the water retention or the anything that could happen. And so far from hearing other friends' stories, some people are hospitalized mm. during their pregnancy. Some mm. people go through hell with the pregnancy. So mm. I didn't go through any of that, maybe because I was younger and my body was... Like, yeah. Spring chicken. (laughs) I think maybe if I did it now, my body would be like, no, (laughs) I'm not doing it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that that sounds sounds pretty scary. Yeah. Do you remember why they – so did they break your waters because you were um, pretty – what's the word? Dilated? Dilated. I think so Mm. from memory. But, yeah, again, it's like 
10 years ago. Yeah, so it's hard to make you try to tell me everything. Yeah, there was also, I did, so I did no classes when I was pregnant, no pregnancy classes, mm. no, I never joined a mother's group or anything, but mm-hmm. I did one class on natural birth because I had really wanted to have a natural birth. And they said to me, when you get to a hospital, even a birthing suite, there's usually a time limit from when you get in there to when they will induce you or break your waters or give you a cesarean because there's so many people having babies that they need you kind of in and out. out. They Mm. can't have you in there for days. Like It is still a business for them. It is a business, yeah. And they only have how many ever amount of room, I guess. Yeah. You know, they can't make other people in the end of the line have their babies. Just like have the... people out just waiting in the waiting yeah. room like, come on, guys. Sorry, <laughs> just hold on a second. Yeah. Any day now, this yeah. person will have the baby. Um, I When you told me about the birthing centre, I did um, did a search for that yeah. in Melbourne. But they shut it down uh, a few okay. years ago. I might be wrong. Um, but yeah, f- uh, from memory they had one in melbourne and then they shut it down and um and i was kind of bummed out about it because from what you told me it it sounds pretty nice it was nice and relaxing as much as giving birth naturally can be you know but um it it was also good to have options that if i feel like i can't do it or if i need interventions or whatever then um you know the hospital will have that for me yeah so i think you're pretty brave to go that way well now it's so hard when you when you've never had a baby because you really it doesn't matter what classes you do Mm. it doesn't matter what people tell you because people will tell you everything Mm -hmm. people especially that have had babies people that haven't had babies are trying to give you advice Mm. and telling you you should do it like this you should do it like that so it's quite confusing at the start you don't really no. Um, now, if I was to go into it a second time, mm. I think I'd be a lot more prepared. Mm. I'd know what to expect. So, yeah, it's just it's hard when you've when you've never gone through and you don't know what to expect. So mm. I went into it not thinking what happened could happen, mm. even though my mum had gone through a hard time. I don't think I just I just didn't expect to go through that myself. Yeah. So for me, I was like, yeah, birth center, awesome, water birth. Now I'd be like, oh, I don't want to get stuck in that situation again. Um, yeah. But then the thought of being in a hospital for me is uh, not very appealing either. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like once you're in that moment, you're kind of just focused on, um, on yourself, yeah. on your baby and yeah. what the midwives are telling you to do. Yeah. And, um, you weren't the only one who told me that you don't, you know, you don't, you didn't want to give birth in the hospital. Um, and it's, you know, the smell and the vibe or whatever, it's yeah. not where you want to be. And I had that in the back of my mind. Um, I didn't even, we did a tour on the, um, at the hospital where I gave birth and it's, it's a small room yeah. with the shower attached, uh, you know, uh, ensuite attached to it. And, yeah, it doesn't look nice. It's not like a hotel. Yeah. But I guess once you're in there, you're kind of just like, I okay, I've got a task to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, 
I tried to bring everything with me to make it feel as comfortable as possible. Yeah. But I didn't get any of it out from my bag. Yeah. It's just, it just happened. Well, I guess that's like me with the one I was in. Like I had prayer flags up and we had music going, but I don't remember any of that either. Mm. Again, like you're in the moment, you're mm-hmm. focused on such this one thing. People are like, what music do you want to like? Whatever. <laughs> Just put some music on. Do whatever. To the window. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there's no way to really plan for it and yeah. to know what's going to happen. So what's the, you know, one thing that surprised you? What, what made you feel like, oh, my gosh, um, I didn't know that, you know, that would happen? Um, Apart from the whole thing, just (laughs) (laughs) from everything that happens. Um, I didn't know. (laughs) This is so gross. I didn't know when you have a water birth that you can poo yourself at the same time. Ah. It's a possibility. It's not a water birth thing. Isn't it? It's it's an actual actual birth thing. Because you feel like the baby is coming out of you. Yeah. Mm. Like it's such a weird feeling. did you actually know that you were pooing yourself? No, I didn't. I don't think I pooed myself. Oh. I possibly did. I know they had the little scoop things ready yeah, to go. Yeah, I was about to ask you who was the poop scooper. The midwives. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I did or not. Possibly, but I know that I didn't. I didn't even think of that as a possibility that you can have a water birth and that you have to be prepared to poo yourself at the same time. Mm, it's a birth thing. Like that is mm. just like. Great. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Not only do I have to push a baby out, but I have to poo my pants at the same time. But you weren't wearing pants. Well, that's it. No, the second I got in there, I was like, get my clothes off. Everything flung off. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's so crazy how you just don't care. No, not at all. Yeah. No. Nah. And I had like, oh my God, my boobs were like bigger than my head. Just, <laughs> and I could not care less. Everything, everything just came off and flung off and yeah yeah (laughs) some pretty unflattering sights in there but that's all right so was there something that you wish that was different um yeah I guess so Mm. um I guess I wish I knew now what I I knew then what I know now I would have gone into it differently I mean I couldn't say what I would change but but I think I wouldn't have let myself. So my best friend was there and she had done breath work and a, a lot of holistic um, studies and stuff. And I think the midwives wouldn't let her into the room. Um, and I think if she had been there, I would have probably handled it better. She would have been focused on me instead right. of everyone's focused on. I mean, people are focused on you, but they're focused on the baby and the, yeah. um, getting the baby out safely. So having her there would have been much like if I had a, had a doula, which is a great idea as mm. well, having someone there for you and to kind of guide you with what's happening. Because I found, I think I just got so because of the pain and everything. And it just, because it, my, my pregnant, my birth was 23 hours. So it was such a long Ooh. time of going through that. And I just remember being exhausted and saying, I can't do it anymore because you, you're physically exhausted. You don't feel like like I felt like I you couldn't go to sleep because I was in so much pain. But at the same time, I just wanted to go to sleep. I just wanted to um, rest. So I think having someone there for you to 
guide you through it would have Mm. been a really good idea. So I think people going in to have a baby now, if you have the opportunity to have a doula or have someone there for you, would be a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your then partner like in in the, um, I guess during the birth he was fantastic he sat in the bath with me because I was in the bath for most of the time and he didn't move so the 23 hours that I was in there I don't even think he went to the toilet he didn't do anything Mm. he was just there for me the whole time which Mm. was really good um you hear of people that don't have that support from a partner or don't have any any support at all so yeah he was really fantastic yeah um he was a very hands-on we split up when she was two I think Mm -hmm. um but he was always a very hands-on dad like I remember the first fight we had was fighting over who was going to bath her because I was like (laughs) I want to bath her and he was like no I want to bath her (laughs) we're both kind of trying to get in there to bath her at the same time um which was really nice like he always he did all the nappies did everything so when she'd wake up during the night he'd go get her bring her to me because I was breastfeeding he was really really good yeah yeah um, I didn't do Akira's nappy until maybe the third or fourth day of her life. Yeah. And Dan um, was the first to bathe her. Yeah. Um, the midwife's like, all right, dad, I'll show you what to do. You know, I think they want the dads to be involved as well. Of course, yeah. Yeah, and then when we got home and Dan was about to change Akira and he's like, do you want to do this one? Have you have you changed her nappies? I'm like, no. Nah. Mm-hmm. Do I want to? Um, not really. Yeah. But, you know, because it's – poo is not a nice thing. Oh, and especially in a baby. It's a disaster zone. Like The thing is, though, with with Akira, yeah, I'm fine with it. I, it yeah. was just – I was in my head. I'm like, oh, this is going to make me ill, blah, blah, blah. But I think – I think because I love her. Yeah. You don't even think about it. It's no. not a second thought. Same no. with spew. I mean, if someone else's baby spews on me, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> or if it's like, yeah, they're cleaning a nappy in front of me. I'm like, <laughs> but when it's your own, yeah. it's like, yeah, da, da. even oh, if they've a had a stinky like, one, yeah. but I love you. Even if they've had a poo explosion and you've mm. got to clean poo off the stroller and mm. the floor and the wall, <laughs> wherever it gets to. Yeah. I don't miss that at all. I don't understand why there is so much from something so little. It's crazy. And all the time. Yeah, all the time. Crazy. The day Gypsy could go to the toilet on her own and Mm -hmm. wipe her own butt was was a great day for me. Ah. I know. Freedom. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. So I know it's been 10 years, but, Mm -hmm. you know, did you feel different, um, you know, from the – obvious thing of not carrying the baby anymore after Mm -hmm. the birth like do you feel like a different woman um how does it feel do you remember um I remember being extremely happy that I wasn't pregnant anymore because some women enjoy pregnancy I did not at all maybe because of the crazy amount of weight I put on I just I was really happy to not be pregnant anymore Mm -hmm. not to have the uncomfortable night sleeps. And even though you're waking up now a million times more, mm. I'm not waking up to have to pee every two seconds or mm. it's like, okay, I'm waking up to feed a child or whatever. Yeah. Um, I was definitely happy with that. And I don't know, I enjoyed, yeah. Like I, from the second they gave her to me, the, all the doubt because I'd gone, because I was 23 when I had her and I was traveling mm. and, 
there was quite a lot of doubt. Like, oh my gosh, am I doing the right thing? I hadn't set myself up in life like a lot of people try to do before having a child. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there was a lot of self-doubt with my choices and everything. But as soon as I had her, the second they gave her to me, I was like, oh, I love her so much. Mm -hmm. And it's just, and then that just changes everything. And then you- Do you remember her- being handed to you i do and her ear was bent and the first thing i said was she needs a hat yeah she was (laughs) i was like is her ear gonna stay like that (laughs) such a bad thing and um but i just remember just like yeah instant love for her Mm. so much so um yeah as soon as they cleared up the ear was going to not stay like that yes i love you so much really funny yeah <laughs> and it didn't she has a perfectly fine ear not that i would think any different if she had a you bent got your ear. mom goggles on yeah she's yeah. beautiful yeah. and she's like ear yes. hanging off her <laughs> i remember she had a hairy forehead it's like the hair went from the from the hairline down yeah, to the yeah. eyebrows and i was yeah. like got a hairy. Had back hair gypsy had Gypsy's still got back. <laughs> Poor little Maybe thing. it's a half Asian thing. Yeah, she's half Thai, so mm. she's definitely got that thicker hair. Mm. The poor thing. At least she's got the nice cocoa skin. She does have beautiful skin. I got the thick hair and white skin, so I mean, I really lucked out on that. <laughs> Thanks, I think you're Mom. beautiful. <laughs> you're fine. You're beautiful. Thanks. When you go back to Thailand, people worship you, though. Hey, when they not as much as India. When, when they um. <laughs> When they put sunglasses on, so yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. the glare reflecting off the skin. Like, have you seen that meme with the Irish girl in the background at the beach? No. But you can't see her; she's so white. And oh my god! With, I'm red literally hair? like that. I think I think red hair, but she's so white in like a sea of like cocoa butter people, and then she's just this neon white thing, and that's totally me. <laughs> that's alright. Um, no, I think that's great. Yeah. One time in school. Um, one of these girl, one of the girl in school, have really beautiful, um, pale skin, and I said to her, "Your skin is so milky, it's beautiful." And she's yeah. like, um, "Thanks." Yeah. <laughs> to me, from a you know from an Asian culture, that's like yeah. a compliment, right? Because we have um, tanning, sorry, not whitening, whitening lotions everything. in in Thailand, whereas in Australia, you've got tanning lotions. Yeah. Um, but she thought I was insulting her. Oh. I think most people, because people always point out your white skin, especially when you are overseas. People are like, oh my gosh, you've got such, what do they call it? Not milky. Uh, Porcelain skin. You've got such porcelain skin. You're so lucky, but everyone wants what they don't have. So I look Mm. at people with tan skin. I'm like, oh, you're so lucky. Like if me and Gypsy go to the beach, I'm a red lobster in 10 minutes if I don't have an umbrella. And she just tanned within half an hour just out there in the sun like you've still got your uh, soft tan line from last summer uh i think it's most no i think it's gone it took a whole year two years a year and a half it was the summer before it was ridiculous yeah (laughs) yeah not last summer the summer before and i went kayaking and put sunscreen everywhere and rolled up my pants to get into the kayak so i didn't get wet and forgot to put sunscreen and forgot to roll down my pants and I mean that part of my leg blistered and peeled after two hours of kayaking I think because it got wet first which if your skin gets wet and then gets in the sun burns even more and so and 
what even made it worse was I didn't just have sock lines. I had uneven sock lines. Yeah, one's higher and one's lower. I know. But I did go tanned in that part. So maybe I could tan everywhere. After like a few weeks later, once all the blisters That's were gone. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the joys. give it a go, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Beauty is pain. That's right. Well, see, this is the problem. If I, I would go in the sun if I didn't get freckles. So then on top of that, I get freckles. So it's like... I have to either have tan skin because my dad is extremely tan. My dad is like got really dark skin. And my mom's extremely white with freckles. Mm. So I'm in the middle somewhere. So I can tan if I go in the sun. Mm. But I also get a whole heap of freckles. So it's Freckles are cute, man. Do you know people get tattoos? I, they're crazy. Freckled tattoos. Yeah. I've it's seen that. It's super cute. Mm. But then again, it's one of those things where you want what you don't have. Yeah. Kind of thing. So how is mum life going for you now? Mum life's great. Yeah. I mean, it's challenging. It's always, um, yeah, what I've learned over the last 10 years is you'll get through one hurdle just to start another hurdle. Mm-hmm. So at the start, it's like not sleeping and you think, oh, and then they start to sleep and you're like, yes, but then something else happens. It's mm-hmm. just, it's always learning new things happening. Um, Gypsy's kind of going into... I would say nearly like pre-teens. So we got some of the sassiness Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) all sorts of things. I'm curious what the next few years will bring with her going into teen Mm. years Mm -hmm. and we'll see. I don't know, but yeah, it's great. We have so much fun. She's like my best friend. So, uh, I love the age she's at because we, yeah, I'm not taking her to do stuff. We're going to do stuff together. Yeah. So we go ice skating together. We go to the movies. We enjoy doing things together now. Yeah. Is she starting to have hobbies yet? Yeah. So she, we've taken both taken up skateboarding this year. Yeah. I really suck, but we've both taken up skateboarding. Um, she came to me the, the other day and asked if she can start roller derby. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, she does violin and she mm. does scouts as well. So they do lots of outdoor stuff for scouts. Um, her main thing is art and drawing. She's mm-hmm. super creative. She's very good at it too. Yeah, she loves it. Yeah. Um, so she reminds me of me when I was a kid because yeah. I always carried around a notebook, uh, like a sketchbook and all my pencils and pens. Yeah. And everywhere I went, I was always drawing or doing something like that. And she's exactly the same. So Mm. um, she also goes to a Steiner school. So they encourage um, creative stuff, which is perfect for her. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to look into that, actually. Do it. As, you know, as hippie as it sounds. Yeah. That's what we kind of did, though, when we grew up. Yeah. In in a way. It's really nice. It's like, I mean, I went to a mainstream school and it wasn't that great mm. um but I think if I had have gone to I mean I went I did what I wanted anyway and when I left school I went and studied art um so I followed that no matter what but I think in a if you're a creative type of person going to a Steiner school they really nurture that mm. um instead of going you know you must pick all these subjects to go to university and you have to be a lawyer or you have to mm-hmm. be a doctor or whatever they really encourage children, you know, if you want to do art, you can do art. If you want to do music, you do music. And um, there's no pushing children, um, which is what mainstream's about, having all kids at a certain level at a certain age, which just isn't – it's not how kids work. Not every mm. 
10 year old is at a certain level doing the same thing. So Steiner really works on, um, yeah, letting kids develop at their own pace. Mm. Um, and it's funny because they all do end up around the same area, mm. but some advance much earlier, some advance much later, mm. but they still all learn and get to the same point eventually. In the end, yeah. yeah. Mm. That's nice. Yeah. Look into Steiner. It's good. Yeah. Well, Gypsy's in a uh, Steiner stream. So yep. there's Steiner. Steiner stream still has to abide by certain public schooling yeah. uh, things, whereas private Steiner, they they can do what they want. Mm. So they're quite out there and depends I'm an what you artist, want. artist, mom. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Don't talk to me like that, mom. Yeah, that's right. Um, no, it's the, the stream that I was... Yeah. I've got a few, uh, you know, I've got time to do research. That's it. It's yeah. just finding them. They're very few and far between. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's finding one that's in a convenient location, which and the only ones I know of, I think there's one in Warrandyte. I think there's... What? Yeah. I went to Warrandyte. Yeah. Oh, Warrandyte High. Is that a Steiner school? Uh, not high school. The, the only Steiner Stream high school that I know of is Collingwood College. But there's Steiner Stream primary, primary schools. Um. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's only the one high school that I know of, unless you go private, which mm. is a lot of money. Lot. Yeah, fifteen thousand a year, maybe. Mm. I don't know. I'm gonna have to sell some more rings to send her to private school. <laughs> Black Braille. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm gonna change this name. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be rude. No, no. I just want to say that English is my second language, and there yeah. are a lot of things that I can't pronounce properly. And the big things are for me are the C-H, S-H, and any words with an R and an L in it. Yeah. One time I said lure. What? what? Exactly. (laughs) What were you trying to say? Ruler. Oh, ruler. (laughs) Well, I'm used to that because Gypsy's family's Thai, so they can't, yeah, I'm used to how they pronounce everything. But now me and Gypsy are doing Thai school, so Mm -hmm. we do Thai school every Saturday and learning Thai. So it's the same for me. Like NG, what is that? How do you pronounce things? No, no, no. <laughs> are I you trying understand. to say? Are you trying to say stupid? No, the no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Thai lessons are going really well. <laughs> no, that is, um, it's like the Vietnamese last name. Yu Yuan. Yeah, N G. Yeah, yeah. N G. It's. I don't know how to pronounce N G. Yeah, it's you know for the alphabet like go gai ko kai is no no no. What? NG, it's snake, is it? Um, you mean rat? No, 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 no. Yeah, that's what I that's said. A rat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, no, 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 no. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> is it snake? Yes. Yeah. But you're saying, um, you're saying N without the NG. I know because I can't say. Yeah, you can't, I don't. Think many people can. No. <laughs> yeah. Learning languages is pretty interesting. It's definitely hard, especially mm. when you start when you're older and you've never learnt a second language. Mm. It's so difficult. So it's gonna take me years. So bye bye every Saturday for years yeah, to learn. But time. that's you know, it's that's good. Like you you've got a, your own business, you've got a ten year old girl, you've got a hobby. Yeah, like you have oh, time. Oh, lots of hobbies. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. hobbies. <laughs> you have time for everything and anything. Yeah, and I have time, but no time at the same time. It's that's because you've filled up your time with stuff. 
business you could do t- literally 24 mm-hmm. seven and never get everything done. Mm-hmm. It's the constant battle of having time and yeah, allowing yourself to have time for other things, which I'm trying to start to do with on the weekends. So mm. do tie. Mm. Um, and there's other things that I love to do that I've put aside that I want to start doing again. Yeah. But then you feel guilty at the same time. You're sitting there thinking, oh God, I've got, you're going through that list of a million things you've mm. got to do. Mm. But that's, that's business in a mum life. That's life. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Um, <clears throat> so I guess... Your work process now, you know, you work when Gypsy's at school. Yeah. And do you work at night as well? I do. So it's hard for other people to understand because I think looking in at someone's business from an outsider perspective, it's like, okay, yeah, especially if you work at home. Oh, you're lucky you work at home. You make a few things, you sell a few things. And like, meanwhile, I'm losing my hair out of stress Mm. and literally lost started losing my hair a few months ago but it's stopped now Um, (laughs) I did I every time I went like this I was losing like 10 20 strands I even started looking up wigs I'm like I'm gonna have to buy a wig that's it I'm gonna shave my head and it stopped after a few months but I read that stress can do that which is one thing I never expected with a business is the amount of stress that you're under Mm. and the physical effect that can have on your body um it's just insane. I've never had so many um, health issues and it all, every single thing that I've had has all come from stress, which mm. is crazy. Food intolerances from mm. stress as well. Um, all sorts of things. It's absolutely insane. So I forget where I was going with that. Yeah. I was talking yeah. about business life. No, that's, it is business life. Stressful, yeah. Yeah, it is Um very stressful working working day and night yeah yeah so people look in at that and they think yeah like I've even had some people um comment to me because I'm a lot of people when they comment on your business don't I don't know if they think too much before they say what they say and some people say some people say hurtful things some people say yeah lovely things some people you're just like wow you really just said that to me and so I had a few people go oh this is a lovely hobby you've got I'm Mm. like girl this hobby this is supports me and my family yeah. and everything um and a full-time when you've got your own small business especially when you make everything mm. yourself it's like it's the amount of three people's full-time jobs yeah. it's just it never ends and um so I think people looking in at that are like they can't understand why something should is going to take a few months mm. or can't understand the stress and the Mm. The money involved behind yeah. running a business is just insane, the mm. cost and everything. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I generally work. I drop Gypsy, get her ready for school, drop her off, get back home, start work at 9.30 until 2.30. Mm. That's on days where I can stay home. Like yeah. a lot of the time I've got to go do city runs to suppliers, do all that, um, pick her up. And then it's like there's homework, there's outs- outside of school activities, there's Hanging play dates hanging out with Mm -hmm. her, doing homework. It's like, that's never ending. Like today I've got to pick her up. We've got to go to the costume shop, um, organize a costume for book week Mm. in two days. So book week seems to be happening a lot. It's once a year, but each school has it on different days. So yeah. So some schools might've done it last 
week and then gypsies is this week but it just seems to come around so quickly and i really want to do an awesome outfit so last year was got, awesome Frida, was it Frida? uh last year was a, a shield maiden and yeah. the year before was was Frida. Yeah. She made the best Frida, mm. although she wouldn't keep the mono brown. She rubbed it <laughs> off before she got to school. But um, yeah, I want to keep up that like level of awesomeness yeah. and not just do an average costume. Mm. So I was trying to get her to go as Jane Goodall, which is yes. she's from. They did Gorillas in the Mist about yep. her, I think. Um, I was like, that is so awesome, but she's not really super psyched on that. So <laughs> what does she want to do? Uh, we were thinking about Wayne from Wayne's World, but mm-hmm. we did realize there is a Wayne's World book, but it's kind of like a picture book, mm. still a book. So we could technically do yeah. that. Um, Dobby from Harry Potter, but everyone goes as someone from Harry Potter. Mm. Not many people choose Dobby though. Everyone goes as like Hermione or yeah. whatever. So maybe Dobby Pocahontas, cause she'd make a great Pocahontas. Yeah, she would. Um, I'm still going to try push for, uh, Jane Goodall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get a gorilla, put it around. She'll love it once she sees the gorilla. I know. So you've got a um, discount code for the listeners yes. for your website? Yes. It is Birthing Babes 20, so it's for 20% off of my website. Mm-hmm. And Juan will put the link in the page because, yep. uh, yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to say. It's it hard is. to spell. I'm thinking about, yeah, I'm actually thinking about changing it. It originally was a different name yeah. and I had to change it. Yeah. Because I found another business in oh, Hong Kong with the same name. Yeah, okay. So it was originally black spelt black mm-hmm. and then Braille spelt Braille because I originally put Braille on my jewellery. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't know that. Yeah, I started off putting Braille on my jewellery, which was the whole uh, idea behind that name. Yeah. And then, yeah, there's another company who's called Black Braille and there's another company called Black Braille. And I they seem like they were quite well established in a oh. few different countries. And mm-hmm. I thought that could cause a lot of problems yeah. later on. So I changed it and added in Atelier so that I can add in extra elements to my business <laughs> one day. Yeah. <laughs> Homewares, all sorts, you know, sure. Um, okay, I'll put that in the show notes for the listeners. And yeah. um, the code again is birthingbabes2020. That's right. Um, great. Well, anything else you want to talk about today? Oh, my God, I could talk forever. I know. I, I, know, <laughs> I know you can. <laughs> I love to talk. I really need a pee. Yeah. I had that coffee. I know I could have, and a drink have another coffee. I'll, I'll, I'll make you another coffee. Coffee, coffee, coffee. <laughs> I love coffee. Um, okay, well, thank you so much for your time today. I hope you Thanks had fun. Yeah. Um, and thank you, listeners who are listening. You know, you did a really good job. <laughs> You're still with us. Um, just please, if you could... Um, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Spotify. That's where we are. And tell all your friends um, about it. Thank you. Do it. Okay, bye. Bye.